Well, I was wondering if something was going to occur for doing the Lord's Prayer as many times as I could before I got sleepy. So if you listen to that, then you could probably tell that towards the end of it, um, I got tired. And the thing is, yesterday I actually woke up um, kind of early. Actually, I went to bed at like 3.30 tonight, and I'm already back up at 6. So I only got three hours of sleep tonight, but man, all year I've been battling. It's been a battle. It's been tough. I don't know, April's been pretty bad for me. Really May and or not May, um, March and April. It's all this whole year sucks, honestly. And um I'm not gonna lie, I kinda gave up. I just kinda got tired of praying and fighting because I just feel like God was ignoring me and wasn't really Paying attention to me. And uh, really. Uh, I, don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. But yeah I got bummed out. Because. The rapture didn't happen. And this happens over and over and over again. It's been like this for years. You know. Usually I just roll with the punches. Like you know. Because. You know. We're supposed to, to expect the. Imminent return of the Lord, you know, his imminency, his imminent appearing and return. And then, you know, there's always these high rapture watch dates, and no one knows the day or time, I know. But I just have a childlike faith, you know, that it's, it's going to happen, and then when it doesn't, you know, when I wanted to, <laughs> um, and everybody, everybody, you know, broadcast, not everybody, but you know, a lot of people, they, they broadcast and promote high watch dates, and um, since I follow a lot of different people, um, you know, you get excited about it, but um, I get excited when somebody else's you know um, calculation is similar to what the Lord showed me in dreams and God always communicates to me through dreams not all dreams obviously but certain dreams and when I fell asleep through um, after doing the Lord's Prayer 200 times yesterday. Um, I did get a little something in the dream, but it really wasn't, really wasn't what I was expecting, you know. And then, um, never, it never is, but this dream, I had a couple dreams, like a dream before this dream. I, I dream all the time, I just don't record it. I know a lot of people record all the dreams that they have, and yeah, I, f I do feel like there's always messages, because God is in everything regardless, just like if you're walking around awakening reality, you're going to notice things, uh, 
I was working uh, last week, and um, it was a real stressful day. And um, since I'm an independent contractor, I work with a lot of different companies, and it isn't always with me uh, driving, you know, sometimes it's other lines of work. And in this with this company, which I could probably start speaking about it now because I really don't feel like I'm going to be there much longer because I just don't like the compartmentalization and I'm already seeing things that I didn't like with this company. And initially when I signed up with the company, it was because I was curious about certain things, but... Um, you know, I'll, t I'll get into that later, but, uh, I've told a couple of people, you know, what, what I'm, what I've been doing with that, and it's, um, you know, a couple of people actually told me, like, I wouldn't do that, and, you know, I I'll get into it later, but anyway, so this dream, um, The dream before that, it was something about, I was noticing like something that had to do with like two sides. And it was weird. It was like, um, like, I guess I created this world or this place and I was able to go into it and it seemed like that. Basically, the, the con this is kind of a weird dream, but basically the concept of it was that, you know, really that, that people that think that they're good, they're not. And the people that think that they're good, which aren't, and they think that the bad people are bad, well, it's, it's really the opposite. So the people that think that they're good... And they think that the bad people are bad are actually, the good people are actually bad people. And the ones that they think are bad are actually good. So that's pretty much what the dream was. So many words without like losing the audience. Um, and... Some of the people that thought they were good, um, the the, the re reason they realized that they weren't good was they noticed that the people that they thought were bad would hide, was begin to hide when they knew that they were approaching. So I don't know if that makes sense, but. The ones that were hiding from them were actually, you know, almost like children, like the like innocent, you know, and they're playing and just, you know, enjoying, you know, being kids or whatever. And then when these other people come, they get scared and they hide, you know, but it's because they're, you know, 
they're good. And the people that are acting like they're good are really bad. And it kind of makes sense because the next dream was a long one. And it was Jay-Z. Jay-Z um, came and picked me up in like a black Royce Royce ghost. And um, was basically going through like my catalog of music. And he had like on his phone, he was asking me about all these songs. He was asking me about songs that I did like 10, 15 years ago. What artists that I was working with like 10, 15 years ago. And um, really just knew everything about me. And I just thought that was pretty amazing. Because it feels like don't like nobody knows nothing about me. Like I feel like a complete outcast here. Um, not only am I outcast from my family. But um, I'm just outcasted everywhere I go. You know, no matter where I work, like. Um, I know it's Christian persecution and I know it's real and, you know, being isolated sucks because it just goes into depression and not wanting to exist. And, um, for me, it's just enough because I've just been dealing with it my whole life. Like, I feel like the elephant man, honestly. And, um. So I really do sympathize with like people with like that, you know, that might have handicaps or just figured. And I know people who probably don't. They could probably like see me and, and, and assume like that. They may think that I'm lying or something like that, but I'm really not. Because I really do um, feel that way because I'm treated that way, you know. And it's always been odd to me, you know, because I never knew why that people were like that towards me everywhere I go for no reason, you know. And uh, and even sometimes when people are being nice to you, it's almost like it's, it's a ploy or it's not genuine, like it's surface level because, you know, when you're outcasted like that, like you're really, uh, <laughs> you're almost like needy, like emotionally needy to where you feel like you want to just like, like you get so excited when somebody like talks to you or notices you that you just want to pour into them and like be their best friend. <laughs> And then they're like, no, 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 back up, back up. I was, it was surface level, surface level. Just like, hey, how you doing? But I really don't want to be your friend type, type of vibe, you know. So, so I just remember that, like, as a kid, and really now even into adulthood, and we may age, but that's just the physical, you know. There's a lot of people that are old and just spiritually emotionally mentally they're babies still i think that's the case for a lot of us you know what i mean uh, if it weren't so then i don't think we would be here because i think we're here to grow and learn but yeah jay-z was uh he had the dreads you know it was, it was modern day jay-z and towards the beginning of the dream man you know 
he was that was the dude, you know, that was really him. And then um since I I can't get no sleep, you know, like I literally don't sleep. Um it's just like as soon as I close my eyes, I'm thinking and then I'm somewhere else. And that's just pretty much how it happens every night. And that's probably due to me um, dabbling in, in astral dynamics and astral projection. Uh, you know, when I was younger. And that's another thing that annoys the crap out of me about Alexander Pagani. Uh, I just... There's certain people that I feel like they got a motive. Because they just hammer the same thing over and over and over again. And one thing about Alexander Pagani, it's like he's always saying, if you're a Christian, you cannot get possessed. If you're a Christian, you cannot be possessed. You can be oppressed, but you can't be a pos possessed. I hate when people speak for everybody. Because <laughs> you're not everybody, and you're definitely not God, so you have no freaking clue on what everybody's going through. It's impossible. I got baptized as a Christian when I was like 18 or 19 years old. I think I was 19. And I became possessed afterwards, you know, because I was running with the wrong crowd, hanging out with the wrong people. And some, some guy, uh, uh, passed me a blunt that was dipped in uh, formaldehyde, you know, embalming fluid. And I never, I don't recall him ever warning me about that. Maybe he did, but I didn't know what it was because I was young. I was only a kid. And you could say I blacked out, but I wasn't there. And I mean, I don't even, I think all that I remember was him handing it to me. And I must have inhaled it. Because after that, the next thing I remember, I was back in my hotel room, jumping up and down on the bed, and my friend was calling my name. And when he was calling my name, I just remember like I was in, me physically, I thought I was in a, cor in a dark corner somewhere, and I don't know what I was doing. When he started calling my name, it was like I turned and looked. And it was like I could see all the way. It's like if you're in a dark room and there's like a little like window, like a circular window all the way at the end of that room. And then you can see that through that window, there's lights on. That's how it felt. And I started walking towards the window. And when I looked out, you know, I could see like, I don't know, you know. Him, my friend, saying my name. As soon as, like, it was almost like as soon as he seen me walking towards that window or whatever, my eyes locked on him. But what I realized, that was like me inside of my mind, like a miniature me. <laughs> and that window was my eye or my eyes to the physical body. So technically it would have been like he was like a giant, you know. 
But as soon as he was like, hey, you know, what, snap out of it. What's wrong with you? What are you doing? Why are you doing that? I, sm I slammed back into my body. And then I seen the fire department at the door. And I didn't know what that was going on. And I tried to run through them. And they moved. And I like hit the balcony. And I think I fell over the balcony. Or I don't know. Maybe I ran down steps for, down the stairs for all I know. All I know is I got away from them. And the guy that originally passed me the blunt, he was downstairs. And I think the way I remembered it was that I ran through them, hit the balcony, fell over the balcony, landed on the ground. And I think I did hurt my ribs or broke my ribs or something. But now that I think about it, maybe I ran down the steps. I don't know, but I know I was possessed, and I know at one point I woke up in the hospital, so I know whatever was going on from, like, in my body, there's definitely a fight between the demon that was trying to take control of me and me, and when the demon took over, I don't remember anything, you know, I only remember uh, bits and pieces. You know, and I'm pretty sure I don't like study serial killers or murderers or anything like that. But I'm pretty sure like a lot of those murderers that give testimonies, they got like blanked out spots. You know what I mean? So they just remember bits and pieces. And that's exactly what happened with me. You know, the next thing I know, I woke up in the hospital and I had all these, this tubing in me, you know. And uh, that guy was still there with me at the hospital. And he was just, the whole time, he was paranoid. Like, he didn't want me to tell on him or something. But I don't know what he was talking about because it wasn't me. It was the demon that was controlling me. This happened after I was baptized. Like, a period of months. Maybe, maybe like, maybe like three months after I was baptized. If that. If that, it could have been, it could have literally been like two months later, month later, you know, and, um, so I know, I know that can happen, you know what I mean, I don't care what Alexander Bagani says, show me the Bible verse, that's all I want, you know, show me the Bible verse, and then even then, I think it's debatable, because I know what I went through, and I know what I experienced, and then, you know, people that don't know you, they're going to say something. Well, you weren't really saved. And I'm like, nah, dude, I was saved. I had the Holy Spirit. I felt brand new. The grass was shiny. Like, everything was more vibrant. Like, I felt alive for the first time ever after I was baptized. That I know. I got pictures of how happy I was. I was... So happy. I remember going to the playground with my dad's girlfriend's kids. And we just kept jumping. We'd go to the highest part of the playground. And try to jump off of it. And we were trying to take pictures. So it looked like we were flying. Like I remember that. You know what I mean? I remember that day. And I just remember being so happy. And I couldn't understand or explain why I was that happy. But I was saved. You know. So I knew, I knew something was different, you know, even though I didn't know 
really what it all meant, you know. But um, but yeah. So I know I was possessed after that, and um, it may have happened numerous times after that, over and over again, you know, because um, I do do remember having blotchy memory from drugs, you know, not remembering. And that happened a lot, you know, people would be like, man, you was doing this and you was doing that at the club. And I'm like, what? Like, dude, that wasn't me. That was the drunk me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know who that dude was. But now, you know, I get it. So, yeah, anyway. um, <sighs> Yeah, so Jay-Z, man. He was being so, so cool and so nice. And um, just very inquisitive. Just kept asking about all my music. Like he knew, he knew songs, names of songs that I did. He knew who I did the songs with. So, without a doubt, without a doubt, these demons know everything about us. Why do I say demon? Because I caught him shape shifting, and I and. Uh, at one point, I was talking. I was talking to him the whole time, but you know, like I'm. At one point, we was in a Rolls Royce, and he um, he went into the back of the Rolls Royce, and he was like in a sunroof. So that now I don't know if it was a Rolls Royce or just a limousine or whatever. Either way, it was a super nice luxury vehicle, you know, and. Uh, he was like driving the Rolls Royce from the the back of it, from the sunroof or something like that. And he made it seem like I was in the driver's seat, and like it was mine. Or I was I was in the passenger seat, but when he got out of the driver's seat, um, I'm like, how's the car driving? So he was still driving the car from behind, and everywhere he was going, he was like, it was like a, a siren, like a police siren on the, on the vehicle. So everybody was moving out the way and they was treating him like he was the president or something, you know. And um, I don't know where we were at, but just everything was luxury, like huge mansions. And, um, and he was basically telling me it wasn't too late. For my music career. Like it wasn't too late. And there was some other girl there. But at first I thought. He left. Because he was sitting on the bed at one point. And I remember on the wall. There was all these like tasers. And weapons. All these weird like weapons. That weren't. They weren't guns. Everything but guns. So it was like a whole wall. They were still in the packages and everything. And it was everything but guns, but it was all kinds of like weapons. And it wasn't like swords or knives or things like that. They were like, I just remember like tasers, like, you know, taser guns, like our electric stun guns and stuff like that on a wall and like batteries and stuff like that. I don't know, man. It was a weird dream. But yeah, he was asking me about certain people. I'm not going to say their name. But I know I gotta pray for them because obviously there's he wouldn't have been mentioning them and 
you know, I started to notice some shape shifting, and there was a girl in the room at one point. She was like in front of him, so I don't know if she was trying to block him. She was more in shape, so she looked more like a human. But with him, he started deteriorating like around his fingers and certain blotches in his face was starting to turn back to a reptilian or snake or a demon, whatever you want to call it. All the same thing in my eyes. Reptilian shapeshifters, demons, you know. They're demons. They're just demons in the flesh. And yeah, they're super highly intelligent. And they had a technology to blend in. And, you know, the Bible tells us the fallen angels mated with women. So we know that they're walking among us. They look like humans. You know. But, um, they're not. I deal with them all day, every day. They're, they're, they're all around us. And I mean, I just recognize them on on, on a, a vibrant, vibrational level. You know what I mean? Because they're instantaneously evil. They're instantaneously mean. They're instantaneously irritable when you're around them. They can't stand being around you. They just get, they're highly agitated, highly irritable around you. They're, um, they, they see you before you notice them. You know what I mean? Like, we really are sheep in that aspect. Like, we really... Are unknowing, but they know. They know who they are. They know who we are. They know to, They notice. They can notice us. You know, hundreds of feet away. They know who we are. They're like immediately. We're immediately highlighted to them. You know, and and we may not even be know. You could just be. You be a woman. You know, digging in your purse. As soon as you get out the car, digging in your purse to put your keys in there and pull out your coupons for shopping or something like that and while you're doing that completely unaware there could be you know another lady you know coming out the grocery store and she's seen you run through the window when she was walking out the grocery store before you even noticed her and by the time you notice her you're you're crossing paths with her in a parking lot and she gives you a dirty look you know, you just, they just know, they're just on it, they know, they're all around us, but yeah, there was a part in the dream too, where, um, like, I knew he was trying to recruit me, and at first, I wouldn't, it wouldn't, I wasn't clicking on all cylinders to know what's going on, so I'm starting to realize this is how these dreams are set up to where, you know, whether it's God that's training or testing you, um, you don't really start realizing it till it's too late, till it's the end. And so, in the end, um, he was he was shape shifting a little bit, and I even caught him messing up because um, when he was trying to recruit me, he was like, "You get these Benjamins, man. You get this money. You know what I mean?" And I'm like, "I, I'm like, I can't turn my back on God, you know." And he wasn't getting mad or offended. Like he was just, it was like a lawyer. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, but this money, you want to get this money. And I knew that money was Satan. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, man, I ain't, I ain't selling my soul to Satan. He kind of smiled a little bit. And then um, at one point when he was talking about this, he was like, well, what about this person? What about that person? What about this person? He's like, we really need his soul. We really need his soul. 
And it was almost like he was talking to himself under his breath. And he just couldn't hold, maintain himself. You know what I mean? And I didn't, I didn't point it out to him that I heard him slip up and say that. It was just a confirmation for me. And then after that, that's when I started noticing that he wasn't holding his human form that well. And I'm like, man, he really is a demon. And then I remember on the wall, I seen a picture of Jay-Z when he was younger. And, you know, he probably was like, I don't know, nine, ten years old or something like that. And um, it looked like he was trying to sell, like, I don't know what he was selling. But it looked like he has things, like, things kids would have. Like, maybe, oh, I think he was holding a skateboard, which I thought was interesting. And I was going to pinch, him on, pinch him on the skateboards that... The, the skateboards I'd be designing. I was thinking about pitching them on that one. But um, you just think it's real. You know what I mean? So it's just like. I don't know. When I was younger. Those. Because I, I mean. I remember. I remember Jay-Z coming to me in my dreams in 2006. Two, you know. 2005. 2006. 2007. Around that time. Probably. <clears throat> and I mean, Satan been trying to recruit me. The earliest I remember is probably like sixteen, seventeen, when uh he sp he was speaking th to me through one of my um, karaoke machines that had no power. My dad didn't pay the electric bill at that time, and I literally just woke up out of my sleep to Satan talking to me. It was just a real dark, gargle, gar, gargled voice, you know. <clears throat> my my homie Al, he be telling me. Actually, the other day I was talking to Al. We heard Satan trying to talk to us through the phone. We both heard it. So, um, but yeah, once once I was in the car, um, I seen this this uh, poodle starting to fly, float up. And I hurry up and reach my hand out to like grab onto it. And when I grabbed onto it, I just had like all this fur in my hand. And then it turned into like a fake, like, uh, fake doll. Because it wasn't, like a stuffed animal, it's all fluffy. And this was like, probably like, um, what, is, what do they call those things where uh, they, like when they catch the deer, they kill the deer and then they, Make it like a statue, whatever, taxidermy. It was like that. So, um, like I had pulled a fluff and then as soon as I grabbed a fluff from it, it turned into like a taxidermy type poodle, but it was fake. It was just felt like a heavy paper mache type of object. It wasn't like soft like a teddy bear. It was more like a dried glued paper or something like if you try to create something out of like glued paper um and then i seen the poodle like the the real poodle like down the street and when it started floating up it didn't go up into the air all the way it just went up a little bit and it, and it started like circling like like the, the lower half of a tornado or something not real fast you know but it just started going in a circular motion in a circular linear motion so it wasn't going vertically up just it just rose off the ground to make me think it was like the rapture 
And Jay-Z was, uh, I told Jay-Z, like, man, I thought I was a rapture. And he started laughing a little bit. <clears throat> but, yeah, he was just really trying to be cool with me, you know. He was, like, real laid back. He never got aggressive. He never got mad. He never got angry. He never got, you know, evil towards me. Um, he was just super chill, you know. But I knew him and this girl... I don't know who the girl was. I don't know if it was Beyonce. I thought it was a white girl. Uh, a white woman. But she seemed like she was a musician. A musician that's in the industry. I just can't think of who it was. Um, I want to say like a Demi Lovato. But it felt like more like. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. Someone with like brunette hair. Skinny girl with black hair. Um, I felt like it was like a, a pop or a grunge. Grunge like alternative type of chick. So who knows. But uh. The way the dream ended was I was like. Man, I'm like, I just want God to forgive everybody. And I, I knew that they were probably demons at this point. And when I said that, they just looked super sad. Super sad. Like they knew they couldn't be forgiven. You know what I mean? And I can't say like my heart sunk for them or anything like that because it didn't. It was just like, it wasn't like, oh, well, you know, tough luck. That's on you. It wasn't like that either. Because I know how I am. You know what I mean? Like, I was just genuinely like, man, this, this is a crazy situation. I don't know what to do. All I know is I could always go to God. And I was like, I just pray that God forgives you in Jesus' name. You know, I just pray that he forgives you in Jesus' name. And then I already knew I, I was transitioning out of the, the spiritual world back into my physical body. Because I was just conscious that I was in my body and I wasn't no longer in a dream world. But I was still talking to him. But I just knew that my soul was back in my body. So it was like I couldn't, I didn't, it wasn't like, you know, I was in the same room with him. Like I knew I left that dimension. You know what I mean? And I was just like, I just pray that God forgives Forgives everybody so nobody has to go to hell. And that's really kind of weird for me because I never prayed for demons before. Like they've harassed me so much. You know, I hate, I've hated them. Hated them, hated them, couldn't stand them, you know. But one thing's for certain is they work for Lucifer. Which brings me to my next point. I was at the restaurant, um, day before yesterday and I found like this um, buffet that does like Indian cuisine and Chinese food so it's like Ind Indio Chinese and so I was there because they got really good tea I'm talking like this is the best hot tea I've ever had I don't know what he said it was I think he said it was masala tea so, I don't know what that means, but I'm wondering if it's, um, 
like that drink that they have, that yogurt drink they have. I don't know. I can't think of the name. Man, I, I'm thinking of horchata, and that's that's a rice drink. For, you know, but it's not that. That's Spanish food, Mexican food, or Mexican drink. Sorry. Um, Lassie. That's what I think he was trying to talk about. I thought I think he was trying to say it was Lassie, but he said masala. But he would know because he's Indian, you know, but they're Muslim Indians. So, like, a lot of times I'd go there, they're like, no, nah, we're closed on Mondays. It's Ramadan. And, and like, I've been, so many times I've been there and they're just not open. But one of the owners, he gives me that look like he might be a tear. Like where they don't like you, but they're faking like they have. They're trying to fake the funk. I just I'm so used to it because I've been in the acting industry, so I could just tell when people were. Because I'm a bad actor, <laughs> you know what I mean. So uh, since I'm a bad actor, like I can recognize other bad actors, you know. Takes one to know one, <laughs> and um, and you know they they, it's like. Have a nice day, you know, or you could say have a nice day, but you're really hating that person underneath, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like that. Sorry for the creepy sound effects, but um, but I see one of my coworkers at the restaurant, and I know he's Muslim, and I'm like, hey man, I th I'm like, ain't you fasting for Ramadan? <laughs> I called two of my Muslim friends out on that. My other Muslim friend, he hit me up last night. And I'm like, man, uh, I'm like, it's Ramadan. You fasted today? He's like, oh, man, I, I I take medicine. I can't. I'm like, okay. I don't care. You know, like, I'm not judging you. Uh, I'm Christian, so <laughs> I don't do that. You know, I don't do none of the, the Ramadan stuff. Or I still fast. I'm fasting for Jesus, though. You know what I mean? And I'm not fasting until sundown. I'm just fasting until, like, 5 or 6 o'clock. Which I guess in the winter would be sundown, you know what I mean? But uh, anyway, I know it's time for me to get back on track. And I think what it was because I fasted so much last year. Like I was on like an everyday fast and it was rare. Like it made it like literally I probably had like four or five days out of the whole year that I didn't fast. So like I fasted more than not fasted. And. I just got burnt out, man. I got burnt out with everything, you know. Like uh, one of the guys that watches this podcast, what up, Trevor? Uh, he was like, that was an interesting episode you posted about the millionaire. And I'm like, I just hit him back last night before I went to bed, like three in the morning. Just to give him some clarity on it. But I figured, why not? If he thought about it, everybody else thought about it. There are some Christian, <clears throat> there are some Christian, first of all, foremost, this podcast <laughs> kind of turned into something that I wasn't expecting it to turn out to. When I started it five years ago, um, it really was just a way for me to like store stuff. And that's why like if you go way back to the beginning of the podcast, you'll probably find some of my secular music on here, which proves, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, like, um, and I switched it over so it's not public no more. So only if you have a membership, you're going to be able to find it. But ideally, I do want to go back in there and just delete it. Because um, I got it on YouTube. And 
I don't really want no one to listen to my secular music. You know what I mean? I don't listen to it. I don't want no one else to listen to it. It is my testimony. And they said, and the Bible says that we overcame the devil with our testimony. You know, it's something else. The blood of the lamb or something. Obviously, that's more important than our testimony, right? Is Jesus sacrifice, but I don't know. I'm sleepy. I want to hurry up this up so I can go back to sleep. But, uh, my friend, um, I won't say his name, and we just really got kind of cool lately, you know what I mean? But, uh, before we were just really like acquaintances, but we finally exchanged numbers. We don't really talk through the phone numbers. Like it was just really business talk. And, um, but anyway, um, I guess he felt he was, he's been losing some weight, right? Cause it's been Ramadan. He's been fasting. I seen like a little power bar in his hand and it looked like he was struggling, like he really wanted to open it. And, uh, hold on. That's my dude. Anyways, the moral of this episode is I encourage you to download a counter unless you got like a clicker or something. Download an app to where you can count. That's how I did that 200 um, Lord's Prayers yesterday. And I literally said the Lord's Prayer. Hit the, as soon as I said amen, I clicked the counter. And I don't know if the end, I started falling asleep. Because I remember I started dreaming while I was still saying the Lord's Prayer. And it was like I had some new shoes on or something. I think I said something about um, um, <clears throat> I said something about shoes and I was like right in the middle of saying the Lord's Prayer and I'm like what? What's going on here? And I'm like okay let me hear you. I was like on 98 or 99 so I was like literally or actually 198 or 199 I was literally like at the and I was really going to, you know what I told myself? Like, oh man, he did a 500. I'm going to do a thousand. Like that's, that's what I was thinking. Like, man, I'm going to do a hundred, a thousand. I mean, I'm going to do a thousand Lord's prayers today. And, uh, man, after that first hundred towards the, the second 50 going into the first hundred, I was already, uh, my body was fatiguing. So as soon as I got to 200, my body just couldn't take it, man. And, and my body tapped out. But that's what the dude was saying, you know. Uh, you're you're empowering your, your spirit and your body is getting, your flesh is getting weak. And I did it on a dry fast, you know, when I did that episode. So, um, I'll get to 500. I'm going to try again. I don't know. Can't do it now. I'll probably fall asleep after like three or four Lord's prayers right now. But um, long story short, I don't know why he felt moved to tell me this. I feel like it was the Holy Spirit. I'm sure he thinks it was Allah, but he was telling me about 
what he was saying. I actually wanted to see if I can get him to say this on the podcast. But um, then if he starts digging through my podcast, he might get mad because I do post a lot of um, apologetics stuff on here about Islam and I don't know. It's deep, you know, because, you know, like a lot of people really can't confirm the Quran without the Hadith. And there's just a lot of discrepancies and flaws in, in the Quran. And, you know, then they try to go back to the Hadith to, like, to reaffirm things. And, like, there's things in the Quran that, you know, like, names and things. Like, you don't know who these people are until you, like, go into the Hadith. And the whole thing with, like, Muhammad's real name being Qutham, which is Q-U-T-H-A-M. And his parents being pagan and then all the little situations he had with like you know just weird teachings like people could suck his fingers when he got done eating <laughs> like they cleaned his hands or something and then the whole thing you know the whole thing that's going on social media now about um the Dalai Lama having that kid like suck his tongue um that's that's in Islam you know that's that's in the Quran I believe about having like a kid um do that which is uh obviously disgusting um but there's a lot of disgusting things in the quran and uh they're you know they're dude the other night man i was coming back from a delivery and it was near a mosque and man i it was scary the whole neighborhood the whole neighborhood, this whole apartment complex was nothing but Muslims. And the, the mosque is huge mosque right next to his apartment complex. And I go there, I post to get my Jesus stickers over there. You know what I mean? Because they need it. But man, they scary. They're all wearing black robes. And at nighttime, you can't see them. You know, because they're all dark anyway. Like they're dark skin tone. And then they're wearing nothing but black, like, cloaks, like ninjas. It's just, it's an evil feeling. But it isn't just evil, it's soulless. Like, that's the vibe I got. It was just a soulless vibe. When that, when that place was emptying out, it was just like, these people were spiritually dead. Every single one of them are spiritually dead. And, it, and they symbolized it by all wearing black robes, black... Um, Whatever they wear, whatever you call that, you know what I mean? The hijabs and whatever, you know? And it was just like, man, you know? And I'm listening to, like, my past... I was listening to Pastor Patrick Winfrey, I think. So I'm, like, blaring that and, you know? And he's not a pastor that's like, ah! Like, he doesn't do that, you know? He's pretty chill. Um, my, my two main pastors are really Pastor Sandy Armstrong... And uh, Pastor Patrick Winfrey, but it's probably more Pastor Patrick Winfrey than Sandy, because I just feel like uh, I don't know. I don't feel super included. Like you, you, you can go to a lot of his episodes and you'll hear him say my name, Jupiter. You know what I mean? Because he'll usually acknowledge me when I go in there, but a lot of times I don't go under the my accounts that say my name. So I always go. I don't say all. I don't always, but there was a period where I was just going under 
different YouTube accounts. And I just do that because um, I just got many different YouTube accounts and I bounce around from account to account because each account's got different subscriptions. And so I just check in on different ones to get more content. Which probably sounds YouTuber-ish, but um, it's really just for me to study more. Because, like, I'm, I'm just uh, addicted to learning, you know. I'm just always seeking knowledge, you know. And uh, you know what the Bible says, my people suffer from lack of knowledge. So I don't ever want to lack in that. But um, anyway, um, I'm subscribed to him from different uh, accounts and... Um, but some of them, they put, they're not all of them have my actual name, so he doesn't doesn't always know it's me or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird when you get outcasted in church. That that bothers me. You know what I mean? Because you just don't feel excluded. Like I'm a Christian, but I'm excluded in Christian circles. You know, so that wears on me. You know what I mean? And that bothers me. Especially when a pastor's live, you know, like Pastor Patrick Winfrey, he's live and people are talking in a chat room and he's acknowledging things that they say. He's answering their questions. But then if I ask a question like, oh, I don't want to talk about that right now. Like, no, nah, no. Nah, or the moderator, this and that. And he sicked, he, sicked, he sicked his moderators on me before. And Pastor Sandy Armstrong's moderators have attacked me before, too. You know what I mean? So that... That's disheartening, you know what I mean? Because as somebody who just wants love, who needs love, who doesn't know love, that's me. <laughs> if you didn't realize it, that's me. I'm the guy that needs to love, you know? Because, you know what I mean? Like, I grew up like that. My dad completely ignored me, you know what I mean? Uh, his girlfriends, you know, they never really had any type of love towards me. They gave me the cold shoulder, too. One lady that that didn't was this lady named Diane, and that's the one I think that he got pregnant and had a son with that got put up for adoption. And my sister found him through Ancestry.com, and um, I talked to him a couple times, but then he gave me the cold shoulder too. So yeah, all my siblings give me the cold shoulder. I actually just deleted my Facebook account yesterday. Um. It just sucks. It sucks when you want to be included and people purposely exclude you. And they know they're doing it. And they know they're being cruel. They know they're ignoring you. They, they know they're giving you the cold shoulder. But they enjoy it. Like You can see their enjoyment from it. What can you do? You just pray for them, right? That's between them and the Lord. But yeah, my dad did it. His girlfriends. My, my brothers and sisters. Um, yeah, it sucks, dude, like, um, that's why I think I'm always asking God to not exist, because I already don't, but yeah, so, um, Jay-Z. So it's interesting, yeah. He's trying to come recruit again, and uh, time's short. And um, could be a single to mile rapture. 
If I make the rapture taco party at my mansion or my hut or my shack or whatever the Lord gives me, if I make it, um, not really confident that I will make it, you know, um, I'm, I'm banking on the ladder being left behind and taking the guillotine. A lot of people believe a lot of different things. I don't really care. Um, I know what the Lord showed me, you know, and, um, it's, it's personal, you know, so I've, I've seen, um, I've seen both things depending on how I was living at the time. If, if I was living sinfully, I was getting left behind dreams. If I was being obedient, I was getting rapture dreams. I know the rapture is real. It's in the Bible. It's the catching the way. You know, there's two events, you know, the second coming is when he touches down on the Mount of Olives. He's coming here with the saints. The catching the way is uh, the dead in Christ rise first, you know, we'll be changed in the twinkling of an eye. Um, we'll get our glorified bodies from the corruptible to the incorruptible. And um, yeah, I mean. It is what it is. Sometimes I think people believe different things because people are going to be experiencing different things. You know what I mean? And God works with everybody individually. He knows the, the end from the beginning. And uh, he probably knows where everybody's going to be. Um, if I get raptured, it's definitely not, not by anything that I've done. You know? It's just because God's cool, man. And... He saved me. He says the elect will not endure my wrath. And he said if we love him, we will obey him. And I know it's hard sometimes to to be obedient. And we don't know why we go back to our sin. Or, you know, why we do stupid stuff that we do. But he does forgive you. And he is patient. And if you're serious, he's serious, you know. I mean, I, I I did that yesterday. Those two, like, it wasn't a coincidence that I found that episode of the guy talking about saying the Lord's Prayer 500 times. You know, so, and it is about sanctification and living a pure and holy lifestyle, you know. And so, yeah, I've been withdrawn from social media because it's killed me, you know. It's really made me backslide and I don't want to be there no more it's just not good but yeah I love y'all peace oh interestingly enough <laughs> I forgot to say this I told Jay-Z you know I'm gonna put this in my podcast right you know I'm gonna put this in my podcast right so yeah but yeah that was a interesting experience Jigga man. Yep. Still working for Satan. Still trying to get souls. Recruit souls. And um. Oh I never finished what I was telling you. That guy. The Muslim dude. He was saying that in the beginning. That all of the jinn. All of the demons were already on the earth. And then. This is what he said the Quran says. Or. His beliefs are. And that God said that he was going to create. 
um, Adam, and then he created him. And then he started to say something like, they said, well, are you going to create someone that is going to be, from what I interpret, he said something about blood or evil or something like that, or who's going to take the blood or take the evil or cause the evil. So at first I thought he was talking about Jesus, like he was going to take on the sins of the world or whatever. But he started saying something about Lucifer. And he was like, yeah, see, what nobody knows is that that um, even though all the demons were down here, Lucifer was down here and Lucifer was helping um, God to get to, to get rid of the demons. So he was actually helping humanity. And when he said that, I'm like, wow, like I didn't, you know, I made sure that my body mannerisms and body language, facial expressions, all of that was, was on point. You know what I mean? Because if somebody's sharing their faith with me and they're sharing their religion with me, you know, I don't respect, I mean, I'm not saying like I'm a respecter of persons because like I'm really not. I'm always looking for my opening. You know what I mean? So the way I look at it is I always look at it like fighting. You know, you're attacking me. You're 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 trying to. I I, I deal with Muslims so much, so I always see. It's weird. It's like I tell my friend, like I remember how women would like pursue me, and I always remember how women would always like find something to try to get me. <laughs> to like come over or, oh can you work on cars no uh, nope sorry oh, can you can you work on computers can you can you do this can you do that can you cut my grass or you know like I always see women would try to get me you know what I mean like try to they would they would set something up to where they could get me like alone you know or whatever I was telling one time this girl she was asking me if I could help her with her computer and I'm like I don't I was actually going to school for that but um, I was like, yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, I knew I wasn't like a professional at it, and I really didn't. It really didn't seem like she had a problem. I was like, yeah, yeah, just run like a uh, download the antivirus software, and and you just run that. Or worst case scenario, you have to reformat your computer and back up your files or something like that. And, oh, can you do it for me? I was like, uh, I'll I'll give you fifty dollars. So I'm like, all right, cool. This is business, you know. And then I think. The day that I was coming over there, I contacted her. Like, hey, I'll be over there in like a half hour or an hour or something. She's like, what kind of beer you drink, Corona? And I was like, yeah, I drink Corona. When I drink, I don't drink no more. <laughs> I was young, you know, I was like 20, something like that. And um, and so sure enough, you know, I come over there and there's candles lit and <laughs> incense burning and it was the, the lights were dim. I'm like, can you turn off the lights? It's too dark in here. Like I got to be able to see. And me just being stupid because I was a kid, you know, like I wasn't connecting the dots like right away. Uh, but yeah, you know, I don't want to get too deep into that. But yeah, she she had her in, her motives and intentions. But anyways, I just noticed like stages being set. And I just, I notice it being laid out before it's played out, you know? So, you know, I try, I just, I, you know, I play the background, I chill. I let them get out what they're trying to say. 
Because you, you never know what they're going to say, you know. You, you might hit you with a left turn or something, you know. Blindside you. And I actually thought he was about to, that's what I was thinking. Like, I thought he was about to say something, you know. He was like, you know, Issa, yeah, he he's a good prophet. And I'm, I'm thinking, Issa is my Lord and Savior. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, in my head or whatever. And I'm like, they'll never, ever get me to switch. Like, I know Jesus is Lord, you know. And I'm proud of it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the only thing, like, I'm proud about in my in, li- in my life that I could say. And um, even, I just had this deposition, too, not too long ago. And, you know, when you go through those, they're, they're just digging into your background. And I'm just thinking in my head, I pray, like, you know what? Um, you know, I just hope whoever researches me, whoever finds me, they find Jesus. That's it. That's all I care about. You know, whatever, whatever my life here means nothing. I don't care about it. I don't want to exist. So the fact that I do, then, you know, I hope you find Jesus, you know, whether you're trying to attack me, you know, hate on me, which is the norm. And that's what I'm used to. Um, or, I mean, look, I'm talking to my podcast right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, uh, I was probably that kid that was just sitting in the sandbox talking to himself the whole time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's cool. I'm used to it. Don't trip. But um, when he said that, when he said Lucifer was trying to fight against the demons and help God, you know, before man was created, that he was trying to help get rid of the demons, uh, I didn't want to, like... I wanted to make sure like I wasn't like <laughs> like laughing about that because he was serious about it and since that's my friend, I got I love him, I'm praying for him. You know what I mean? And obviously I'm waiting for opportunity to um get him to reanalyze because once I really once I really start bringing up things, you know, like about Islam and start poking all the holes in it, most of the time they're going to try to redirect me to go to the mosque and speak to somebody who's more knowledgeable about it, which I understand because um, I would probably do the same thing as a Christian, read, you know, hey, go check out this person or go check out that person. But I always feel like the best people to direct Muslims to is an ex-Muslim, you know, an apostate, which... Um, They've 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 done the research, you know what I mean. So they've they've done the research. They see all the holes in the Quran. They know it's a cult. They know it's a false religion. It's a death cult, and um, and many times I kept saying, so I'm like, why do you want to murder infidels? And he just laughed, but he wouldn't talk about it. And then I was like, why do you want to murder Christians? And then he he kind of smirked and smiled, and then he would he would not answer it. And it's funny because I already know how he is because a lot of times I I got him a job because we work the same job, but I got him another job because, you know, I got like 10 backups because the devil's always destroying everything that I'm doing. So if I don't have like, you know, 10 alternate sources of income, I'd be homeless right now. So one thing I do every single day is search for um, backup jobs. Every day, every day I'm searching for backup jobs and just, you know, connecting with, with new people and building rapport and building relationships 
And um, I'm always just like, yo, I'm just interested in maybe like coming in one day a week just so they know that I'm interested. There's a possibility it could be a full-time thing, but I just want to test the waters. So even though I lost all these jobs, you know, by the enemy over the years, God is replacing them. And I just went six whole months without um, steady work. You know what I mean? So that's why. And I lost like 30 something thousand dollars last year, which really, really hurt me, you know? And um, yeah, I've been going through it. Is is an understatement, you know what I mean? So, even when I post a millionaire thing, yeah, I want to be financially um, secure. You know what I mean? Like I'm not getting any younger. I need I need to be. I've always been entrepreneurial. I, I mean, if you don't know, I have like four or five businesses <laughs> that are not popping right now. You know what I mean? Like I have a lot of skills. I got a lot of talent. There's a lot of things I could be doing. And making a good living and it's just not popping for me. I do think it's a generational curse. And I do pray that God breaks it off. I do pray that he restores me. Uh, I do feel like I'm suffering for mistakes my ancestors made. When you get into epigenetics and generational curses, you understand that. Um, but it all falls with me. And, it, and, it, and it's tough, you know, trying to break this stuff away. And I've been spending my whole lifetime going through it you know what I mean so <clears throat> if I have kids and hopefully they're blessed and I break the curse for them you know um but in order to have kids I need to find me a hot fine young mama <laughs> you know what I mean and that ain't happening he has not blessed me with a woman so um and it's understandable because you know all this time not being in a relationship um, I'm sure I'd be super distracted being in the one, you know, so I'm sure he doesn't want my attention on nothing else but him. And that's understandable, but, um, it's lonely. Um, it's depressing, uh, being isolated sucks, you know, cause you can be in a room full of people and feel so alone and just so sad. And, um, I get that, you know what I mean? So anyway. Um, when he said that about Lucifer, man, I was, I, I felt so bad for him, you know, and I felt like laughing a little bit, like how he was laughing every time I talk about them trying to kill Christians, <clears throat> um, because really the joke's on you, bro, you know what I mean? But it's not really a joke. It's serious because it's your salvation and so many people are going to go to hell and I think that's mainly why I'm, I get mad at God, you know, um, because I don't want no one to go to hell. I know he doesn't want no one to go to hell, but sometimes I just, I, the other, yesterday, I was driving down the street and I seen a guy with a Shriners hat on, which means he's a Freemason, which means he's a Satanist, whether he knows it or not. And he was preaching to some dudes, you know, I'm in the hood, so some hood, some dudes in the hood, you know what I mean? And they was eating up what he was saying. And I was just like, damn, man, Satan is working. He is working. He is working. He is working overtime right now. And even in that dream, I could sense the, the urgency. Sense the urgency. Like, hey, send Jay-Z to Ilion. 
Let's try to see if we can recruit them real quick. Let's see if we can recruit them. Because I've been watching a lot of these entrepreneurs. You know what I mean? And a lot of them don't have Jesus. Some of them do. You know what I mean? Like some of them are Christian entrepreneurs. So like if I do post anything like that, I'll try to make sure that it's Christian. If it's not, I'll try to label it secular. But even with that one millionaire, he just had a lot of insight where, you know, he was just saying like he wants to solve problems. And the problem is with all the millionaires and billionaires, they're not really worried about solving problems. They're just worried about keeping their money. You know? And some of the other guys, a lot of them, they don't talk about Jesus. You know what I mean? But some of them do. You know what I mean? Like some of the guys that I follow, uh, they definitely talk about Jesus. And you don't see them on there really like flaunting their wealth, even though they are wealthy. So that's kind of like a difference. Um, but the thing is, I just know that I'm intelligent enough to where, you know, I could... I could be rich, you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm not even just rich. Like, I could just be not, you know, dealing with the situation I'm dealing with now. Like, just being in, in extreme poverty. I don't know if it's extreme poverty. Maybe for the United States, but not for, like, the rest of the world, obviously. Because I have a roof over my head and electricity and running water. But uh, poverty in the sense that, um, you know... Um, I'm always worried about not paying my bills and ending up homeless. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and since I'm under attack so much, it's going to be really difficult to really work for somebody. Because I, I, I got a couple gigs now that I do where I got to work with people. And uh, man, they're venomous towards me. Venomous. And um, it's, it's tough being in, in those working environments when you're stuck working with somebody all day long and they hate you it's it's really hard to work you know and yeah i pray i pray and still be nice to them and still try to be cool but at the end of the day um and some of these people they're vaccinated like i know they're vaccinated and like that's why i can't get promotions because i won't get vaccinated <clears throat> at least with that gig i've been trying to get promoted I'm going to talk about that soon, trust and believe, as soon as I know for sure that I'm done working with them. <clears throat> I'm definitely going to shed some light on what they doing, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so, man, I don't know if that was in the Quran. I kept asking if it was the Hadith. He, he just kept ignoring me. Um, and I, I deal with a lot. Of, I, th I feel like they're tears. I just feel like they're tares, man. Like T-A-R-E-S. I feel like they are the serpent seed bloodline. I feel like they have Satan's DNA in them. And um, they can seem like nice people. You know what I mean? But you can just sense, like on a spiritual level, you can sense that disconnect. You can sense that they have a different destiny. They have a different fate. And um, they, they're... You can sense that there's no hope for these certain people. You know what I mean? Um, I don't stop trying, though. You know what I mean? And um, everybody knows I'm a Christian. Oh, yeah, even when he left, he was talking about, you know, a lot of this stuff, you know, it's in our Bible, too. He's like, there should be no uh, carvings on your flesh or anything. I'm like, are you talking about my tattoos? And he started laughing, and he walked out the door. And I was like, I'm forgiven. I know the Lord forgave me. You know what I mean? So, 
yeah, I'm tatted. I'm tatted up. But who isn't these days? You know what I mean? And I chilled, you know, like I don't, there's a lot of tattoos I didn't get, you know, like a lot of stuff that I was planning on getting and I, I didn't get. Now I want to get them all removed. I want to get all my tattoos removed. That costs money though. Money I don't have, but yeah, I'm definitely, there's some things I need to do. I need to get my record expunged. I need to, um, you know, I need to finish my degree. Just for me personally, I want to make sure that I completed that, you know, and um, I definitely want to get, uh, I want I definitely want to have like a six figure income, annual income, and I want it in a high, you know, high area, you know, but it's just to make sure that I'm secure, you know what I mean, just to make sure that. I just want to have passive income, you know, so I can retire. My dad didn't retire. He died from brain cancer, you know, and had to use Medicaid. And they put him on the hospice in the nursing home where they were pretty much killing him. That's what those nurses do. They don't want to admit it. Some of them will, but they're so disillusioned. Like, it's for their own good and. It's, you know, we're taking away the paint. No, you're killing them. You're injecting them with a slow poison with a lot of sedatives, a lot of painkiller, and you're killing them. That's what you're doing. You're accelerating their death process with the stuff that you're injecting them with. You murdered my father. Answer to God about that. You could try to, you guys could try to get away with that you're doing something for them that. You know, you're you're making their dying process, but you're not God. You are not God, you know. You're you're not a doctor, and even if you were a doctor, you're not God. So who are you to start administering a slow kill process to try to kill these patients in a nursing home thinking that you're doing the right thing? You are not God. Let God be God and let God do what he wants to do. Did he not add, you know, years to people's lives in the Bible? God is in charge. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. That just makes me mad, you know. And it makes me mad because my stepbrother was involved in that process. He took the initiative thinking he knew what he was doing. I got to forgive all these people, even though they're jackasses. And even though they're idiots. These people in my family. A bunch of stupid idiots. Sorry, Lord. But it just makes me so mad, you know. But whatever. That's between them and God. Let them sort it out. I can't judge them. I could be angry and not sin. And uh, if I sin, Lord, please forgive me in Jesus' name. But, um, yeah, you know. I know I'm a sinner, so I can't, I can't say nothing to, to anybody about anything. I make mistakes all the time. I hate myself for it. I don't want to deal with myself. I want to escape myself. I hate being a sinner. Um, I hate that I have to exist. I hate that I'm forced to go through this. I hate that. I hate that I have to be here. I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? I don't want to exist. You know what I mean? Like I tell God all the time, please don't send me to hell. Please don't leave me behind. Please free my soul as soon as possible so I can be with you. And if if God doesn't want me to, to be in heaven, then can I please not exist? 
Can I please be exempt? And I'm not asking to be exempt because I feel like I'm special. I'm asking to be exempt for mercy. To have mercy on me. Because I'm suffering. You know? And, yeah, some people are like, well, you, you, why are you complaining? Your life isn't as bad as other people. That's exactly, that's what I'm complaining about. It's not about me. It's about the world. It's about all the pain and suffering that's going on in the world. That makes me suffer. Seeing other people suffer. Knowing other people are suffering. Seeing all the people suffering every day. All the homeless people. You know what I mean? All the people that have ailments and disabilities and that are suffering, that are in pain. I see that every day. You know what I mean? So that's why I don't I don't want to, to see that. I don't want to even be aware that this is going on. I want to not be a part of it. You know what I mean? I can't save everybody. I wish I could. I wish God would. You know what I mean? But, you know, I just don't want to be judged by God. I don't want to be judged from my thinking or my speaking or my actions. You know, I just don't want to be a part of this. It's it's tough, you know. <clears throat> my friend, he gets it. My friend Al, he get it. Not a lot of people do, man. Not a lot of people do. Um, and that's, you know, that's on them. But it's so disgusting. He got a family. So he, you know, he, he has a will to live because he's fighting for them. Um, I could die right now and I promise you. By the time any of my family members found out, no action would be, would be made. None. Um, I don't even think any of them would cry. And then I flip it and be like, well, what if one of my family members died? Would I take any action? Would I cry? I don't know. Maybe not. Because there's just nothing there. It's not that I haven't tried. I've tried so much that it's just like, they don't want a relationship with me. They don't want a friendship with me. They don't want to talk to me. They don't want to give me their phone numbers. The phone numbers that I, I have one phone number from from my half brothers, from my stepbrothers. I got one of their numbers. And my blood sister won't give me her number. So they 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 they're making a apparent. And I sent her like two or three hundred dollars worth of um clothes, custom designed clothes because her son passed away. My nephew. So yeah. So yeah, my 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 homie Al was like, Yeah, man, I just checked your Facebook account, it's gone. I'm like, Woohoo, thank you, Lord. Social media is a trap. Social media is a trap. <clears throat> the only thing I kept up was IG and TikTok, but the TikTok's probably about to get shut down anyways. They hate me on there. <clears throat> they're um censoring Christianity so heavy on TikTok right now it's crazy it's like, just like YouTube you know so a lot of people are going to rumble and the alternative memes 
But the thing is, the audience isn't there. So that's where they're losing. It's a lose-lose. We are, you know, from like all surface level appearance, does seem like we are losing the fight. And uh, that's disheartening in itself. It's like, why try? But I know I'm going to go stick up stickers today. You know what I mean? Like, I know I'm going to post uh, episodes today on my podcast. Um, I've already shared some stuff on Instagram, but they've they've already took away my right to upload videos. So the only thing I do is share other people's content, which I really don't like doing because I like to find my own content and, you know, do it that way instead of try to share somebody else's stuff. But I guess at the end of the day, it is sharing no matter what. And um, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't know. I just got faith that God's gonna do what He do, you know, and take care of things. And I've already, I yesterday I seen a prayer got answered that I prayed like four months ago, three or four months ago, and it was a vicious, aggravating prayer i was yelling at god like god i want this restored i want this back that the devil stole from me i want it now like i was yelling at him like you said this lord you said this this is your word you're not a liar i want it restored the enemy stole it the enemy's messing with my finances i want my money back i want my jobs back and that's what happened i got one of my jobs back yesterday it was like a job I I wasn't expecting to get back. I had no idea that they was going to try to get me back. And this and come to find out, this dude's been calling me for weeks, and I just didn't recognize the number. So I finally answered, like, "What, bro? Like, why you keep calling me?" He's like, "Man, we we trying to we trying to hire you back." Yeah, man, but you fired me because of my my criminal background. What? I'll take care of that. And I'm like, "Word." So he's like, "Yeah." Like you back in, you back in the game. Like, dang, that's crazy. So I know, I know, you know, it's a po- it's possible. Cause a lot of these jobs that I lost, I didn't even do nothing. Like I was working for them. Either, you know, somebody lied on me, which that's happens pretty much every day, somebody's lying on me. And because I have a background, the job believes it. Like, well, yeah, you know, you got a criminal background and we didn't had two or three complaints that uh, people didn't receive their stuff. So, you're guilty. You're fired. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I took a picture. You see my GPS location? You know, uh, like, yeah, but you could have put it there, took a picture, and then walked away with it. And I'm like, well, they got surveillance cameras at this apartment complex or at this business. Tell them to go look. Well, this is the exact time I was there. Tell them to pull up the surveillance footage for that time and date. Yeah, nah, we're not going to. We'd rather just fire you. It's easier. That's really how it works. You know what I mean? The customer is always right, even when they're not. They like people, these businesses. They live by that. These customers are. The other day, man, this chick was like, "I didn't get my my iced tea, like those big big jugs of Arizona iced tea that you get from the store." And I'm like, what? And I'm like, did you see the picture? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, so why are you calling me and accusing me that I didn't deliver it? And I'm like, 
That's defamation of character. You're falsely accusing me of something. That's the discrimination lawsuit. I'm like, contact your supervisor and in a subject heading put discrimination lawsuit. The thing is, you think they're going to do that and, and, and snitch on themselves? Because if they sent, if that person is the one that's accusing me and I'm telling them to, you know, escalate it to the supervisor and they want to know why. And I'm like, because you just, you just hated on me and that's just discrimination. Like I could sue you for discrimination. Even though, you know, I ain't got no money to sue nobody, so that ain't gonna happen. You know what I mean? But um, do they know? Nah, they don't know if I'm serious or not. So I gotta do what I can because I'm not trying to lose my job. But at the end of the day, I'm just tired of working for people. There are millionaires out there, one man teams. One person is a millionaire and they run their whole company off of a laptop. That's happening. That goes on. You know what I mean? So I know it's possible. And a lot of people are doing coaching. They're doing consulting. They're selling digital products. It's not that I couldn't do that. I got like 10 websites. I got like 10 companies. You know what I'm saying? Um, <clears throat> the only reason I'm not successful is because of the enemy. He's been stealing... Stillness stuff for me my whole life. <clears throat> because I'm doing the same things that other people are doing that are multi-millionaires. I'm doing the same things that they're doing. But I'm not getting any success. <clears throat> That's why I be trying to partner up with people. But most of the people I try to partner up, partner up with are lazy. And they want me to do all the work. And they just want... To reap the benefits. And that's not the way it works. I've tried to start like two or three businesses. With a couple of my friends. And they're bums. You know what I mean? And it's irritating. And it bothers me. It bothers me a lot. And it's like I know God sees what I'm going through. And I'm like man just send me one person. Send me a millionaire. That's already successful. Look what I'm doing broke. Like I tell God that all the time. Look what I'm doing broke. Look what I'm doing eating crumbs. Like I can't even get put on a schedule at none of my jobs. So I have to pick up crumbs. Crumbs. I'm surviving off of other people's crumbs. They're eating steak and lobster and, you know, big sandwiches. And when they drop a crumb, like a roach, I go over there and I try to eat off the crumbs. That's how I've been living for like the past six years. And I'm just like, Lord, when, man? When? When? And I'm hoping that it's, I'm done with it. You know what I mean? Because I've been noticing the pattern with six. I noticed that with the Lord. Like I'd be suffering for six, six months. You know, six months, six years, six. I just been, I noticed that pattern. Like it's been six months without a job. Six months without a job. Just yesterday, I started to get back in the game. You know what I mean? Thank, thank you, Lord. How long that'll last? I have no clue. I don't. I hate to think like that. I just know how the devil is. You know what I mean? You can dot your eyes and cross your t's, and you make one mistake, it's a wrap. It's just like the fight game. You know what I mean? You make one mistake, especially in those high high level 
level fights, one mistake. And uh, that's a wrap. You know what I mean? Changes everything. So that type of pressure is why I backslid. I just tell the guy, like, you think you think you know how much I can take? You're wrong. I can't take it. And to prove it to you, I'm done trying. I'm done fighting. You know, I'm watching some secular movies. Uh, watch some pornography. You know, I'm backslid in that area. I got to be honest. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. You know, because you get lonely. Like, dang, man. How come I ain't, I ain't got a, a wife? I don't think I could have one because I was already married, even though I never wanted to marry her. And I only married her because we was living together and I didn't want to fornicate. And I was with her for so many years. But in my heart and my soul, I knew she was not the one for me. And I knew that the whole time I was with her. You know what I'm saying? But I know when I met her, I did hear in my head, that's her. Now, whether it was God or the devil, I have no clue. But I remember hearing, that's her, you know. And I kissed her. She was trying to give me a kiss on my lips. And I kissed her on her forehead. And she kind of got mad. You know what I mean? And I was just like, because I wasn't feeling her. You know what I mean? And really, I my whole life, I've been trying to get my career together. Like, I've always wanted to get my life together. Men focus on their career a lot. But early on, I was always trying to focus on being successful in a career. And that's why I went to all these different colleges Never graduated, none of them, because always the devil destroys everything right when I get to the finish line. Right to when I get to the finish line, he destroys it. And that made me backslide too, because the devil was in my head like, you always fail at the finish line. And you're not going to make the rapture. You're going to fail. You're not going to make the rapture. doesn't matter if you was obedient for six months or a year or two years or three years or four years. Soon as soon as it's rapture time, you're going to fail. You're not going to make the rapture. And I just kept hearing that over and over and over and over again in my mind. And I know some people out there don't believe in the rapture. Well, that's 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 your your deal. You know what I mean? That, that's cool. You know, you believe what you want to believe. Like I said, I got friends that are Muslims. I got friends that are Buddhists. I got friends that believe in whatever they want to believe in. You know what I mean? Cool. You you are you, and I am me. You know what I mean? Um, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I am who I am. You know, I do what I do. And I always tell my friends like, Hey man, you know, you, you, you in my apartment, bro. This is, I'm, I, I watch Jesus stuff. This is interesting to me. I like learning about Jesus. I like studying, you know, the Bible. So, um, you know, you don't like it, you know, I'm not to be rude, bro, but you know, there's a door or you can go into the living room or into the guest bedroom and uh, there's a TV in there. You, you know what I mean? You can go in there and watch what you want to watch and chill out. So I, and I shouldn't even compromise. I should be like, no, nothing in my apartment. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, it is what it is. So, yeah, it's different. Like if I go to other people's house, they do what they want to do. You know what I mean? So I don't say nothing. You know what I mean? And I've, I've been at people's houses and they've said like, why are your face like that? Why are you, look? I feel like you judging me and did this and that. And I, and sometimes I lie, forgive me, but I'm like, no, nah, I'm just not feeling good. I got a lot of things on my mind. It's not you. And I'm not lying. Really. I do got things on my mind and I'm just like, why are you watching all this demonic stuff? 
And that's why you're acting demonic because you just opened up a portal for all these demons to come in. But sometimes you can't tell people that stuff because they don't understand it. You know, especially if they just got done smoking crack. You know, so it's like, I can't really say that to you. You just outside smoking crack for a half hour and now you in here listening to demonic stuff and watching demonic stuff. Like, I'm going to tell you something. When you high, you on drugs and you, you know, entertaining Satan, you know. So it's just like, you want to tell these people, you want to help them. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not trying to hear the word, you're not trying to hear the gospel, I got to go. Somebody wants to hear it, and it ain't you. I'm out. Deuces. But yeah, yeah, I didn't mean to record this extra long, long thing here. Now it's, now I'm going on like two hours of being awake. Now I'm really, now I might not be able to go back to sleep. Now I'm going to be really mad at y'all. It's like, nah, I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, yeah, um. Lord's good, and I'm glad to be uh, back on track. I know I'm back on track now, uh, so I'm happy about that. I'm glad that I, I said the Lord's Prayer 200 times yesterday. I did that for deliverance. You know, I did that for deliverance from the pornography mainly. That's really why I leaned into the Lord, uh, because I've been battling, you know what I mean? And it's, it's not me, you know what I mean? Like, I'm getting attacked in my dreams, you know, I'm waking up and I'm getting all these memories, you know, the woulda, coulda, shoulda's on top of the ones that I did. And they are so heavy in my mind, like I can't escape it. And I was like, God, put a porn blocker in my mind. Put a porn blocker in my mind. Put the porn blocker in my mind, Lord. I can't do this alone. You have to do it. Please deliver me. I'm tired of Jezebel. Like, I'm tired of this, you know? And, yeah, like I said, you can go a year, two years, three years, you know, and, and still get hampered. Like, this is a never-ending fight, it seems like, until I'm dead and with, with God, I'm here fighting, and I'm fighting in my sleep, and I'm fighting when I'm awake, and it doesn't help now that it's spring and summer, you know, and these women are not wearing anything. No wonder... Uh, on Penny on Gandhi, in Gandhi's channel, he said that 80% of the occupants in hell were beautiful women. Because they're showing their cleavage. You know what I mean? All their headshot photos and stuff on social media, they're always trying to show their boobs. You know? And it's just like... And then they get mad when you come at them sexually. And it's like, you got your butt hanging out. You got your boobs hanging out. You're bending over. You're twerking it in the video, like you're gyrating, you're doing this, you're doing that, you know what I mean? You're talking sexually, you're posting sexual memes about doing sexual stuff. And then you'd be like, you better not come at me that way. And I'm like, well, that's what you're attracting, you know? So I, I you know, I'm just prayed to be delivered of that heavily, heavily, you know, fast pray, ask for deliverance. When I was successful, it's because... I literally fasted every single day. And once I started to even get a thought of something, I increased my fast. You know what I mean? Like, uh-oh, if I'm getting a thought and it's 6 o'clock, I guess I'm going to 9 o'clock. Oh, I get a thought still at 8, 30, 9 o'clock. Cool, I guess I'm not eating today. Maybe tomorrow I'll eat. And that's how I was successful. Just, just a little inside info. That's how I was success successful. We talk about weak, talk about 
exhausted, talk about cranky, <laughs> you know what I mean, like irritable, like um, food, food does a lot, you know, it makes you, it, it, it gives you sustenance, it gives you, you know, strength, without it you would get weary, not all the times, there's times like you can never tell I was fasting because I had so much energy, but I got that from God, like he filled me up with the energy, I had to ask him for it. You know, basically it just came to the point where you just ask God for every single thing. Oh God, I'm sleepy. Spiritual coffee, spiritual coffee, spiritual coffee. You know, it might take a while, but it says pray without ceasing. So you, then I got tired of praying. You know, I just got beat up from, and I just needed, to, I needed a break from it. Like I needed a break from all of the demons and angels and the biblical prophecy. And like, it's all it's all bad news. Like every single day, I'm just like, I'm tired of it. Like I'm tired of all this doom and gloom. I'm tired of all this bad news. It broke me. You know what I mean? So it was just a number of things that broke me. And it was just like, you know, I'm like, God, if you're not going to give me a break, I'm taking my own break. And you're not going to like my break. So you better give me a break because you're not going to like my break. You know what I mean? But this is the thing. Being hard-headed, stupid, trying to do things my way. I took the break the way I wanted to take it, and then it, it, I dug a, a deeper ditch for myself. So there's nothing, nothing, you can't do nothing. You absolutely have to go through God for every single thing. And I'm like, God, I'm tired of praying to you. I don't want to pray to you no more. I'm tired of it, man. Like, you don't listen to me anyways. Like, I'm sick of this. Like, why is it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, this, that? It's like the same thing every single day. Like, dude, I can't eat cereal for breakfast lunch and dinner i can't do the same thing all the time every single day like that's insanity like i need it to change up you know what i mean like i need some good news like i don't i don't flock to like prosperity teachings or anything like that but sometimes you just get burnt out from all the negative news now i get a lot of that is for people that are not following God they're not following Jesus but they're not listening to it anyways they're not on those channels so who's on those channels is the Christians and we're just scared to death of stepping on a crack in the ground that God's gonna send us to hell and I can't live like that you know what I mean like I'm like God I cannot live with this anxiety I know I'm supposed to work out my salvation with fear and trembling but enough is enough already like if you don't let up. If you don't stop the devil from messing with me, I'm not going to make it. I'm not going to make it to heaven. I'm like, what's the world goal? Why did you create me? You want me to be in heaven? You need to work with me. You need to help me out here. I need some type of assistance. You know what I mean? I can't do this. So it was just a lot of that going on. You know what I mean? Really, it's been going on all year. I don't even want to say all this year. It's been going on for years and years and years and years. You know what I mean? Even writing those six books, it was just like, you know how painful it was to write stuff about God when you're not happy with God, when you're suffering and going through all this stuff and you're just like, sometimes you just feel like you're lying for Lord, the Lord. You're just putting on that face to make it seem like you're a happy, chirpy Christian when you're really not going through that. And I hate when people do that. I'm not going to be that person. Like, I'm... I know you can't, the heart is deceitful. I know that we're not, we're really just supposed to trust the word of God and not our emotions and feelings and all that. I get it. 
But that doesn't mean you still don't have emotions or feelings about stuff. That still doesn't mean that you're not going to express your frustration. You know what I mean? So, it's just a lot. This life is a lot. I'm tired. Like I said, I went to bed at like 3.30. Woke up at like 6. This is... That's why I know I'm on track. Because this is this has been my life. You know? And this... And why... Well, if you're fasting and you're doing this for God, you should have... Get out of here with that. Come on, man. Are you me? Are you going through what I'm going through? Because now that I'm back on track, this is what it was like. You get three hours of sleep a night. You try hard to go to back to sleep, but you can't go back to sleep. God won't let you go back to sleep. You can pray and say, please, I need some more sleep. Nah. Because God's in control. Maybe God doesn't want you to go back to sleep. Maybe he wants to get you to get up and go to work and ask him for spiritual coffee and let him give you some... Some energy. I had those days too. Plenty of times I did that. So many times. But sometimes I was just like, dude, I don't care. I'm not I'm not going. He'll change something. He'll make it to where you can't even sit still. You'll go stir crazy. Like, uh, uh, I can't I can't lay in bed. I gotta go do something. I gotta do some jumping jacks. I I did that. I've woke up. I went to bed at ten o'clock, woke up at two or three in the morning doing jumping jacks. You know what I mean? Start getting heart palpitations, like you know what I mean. Like I need to do something. I gotta exercise. I gotta. Ex I'm I'm, I'm being messed with in so many ways. It's not even funny. Like it's it's just torture. So when you go through this type of torture, this type of torment, and that's what it is. It's torture and torment. What I'm going through, and you just have enough. Even people that are being tortured. And tormented physically, you know, like skin peeled or burned or, you know, bodies being chopped off. Like, I'm talking about grotesque, horrific horror story type things that people have went through in this existence. Their body gives up and they die. Jesus was on the cross. He His soul left the body. He gave up. He said, it is finished. He knew. I can release my soul because his body is, is done for. This is death. You know what I mean? So, enough, you can only take so much. One thing that is is true, though, God does always provide an escape from the sin. You have to take that first escape immediately. You know what I mean? Which also makes me think, you know, for people who don't believe um, in the catching away, um, you want to get on that first ride. You want to take that first flight out of here. You know what I mean? I know I do. And I felt like I wasn't going to. And even though I was sinning, I knew I was sinning. Um, I knew on a certain level, like, I had to get that out of my system so I could work. So I wasn't triggered throughout the day being around all these beautiful half-naked women. You know what I mean? Like, I knew I had to release that secretion so that I could work and not be distracted. It's not the right way to do it. It's the wrong way to do it. You know what I'm saying? Did it work? Yeah, it worked. Because I don't want to fornicate. And that in that category, I'm winning. I'm winning because I haven't fornicated. I haven't smoked weed. I haven't drank alcohol. I haven't, you know, did any drugs. 
So I'm still winning in those categories. But the pornography, that's a sin. You know what I mean? It taints, it taints you. It destroys you. And uh, I had like a marathon with it. So it was disgusting and filthy. You know, you don't feel that way while you're going through it because obviously it's pleasurable and you're loving it. I guess, you know. It's not the real thing, so I guess it's as pleasurable as it gets not having the real thing, but, um, you know, I don't know. I'm like, God, I don't know why I love women so much. I don't know why I'm so attracted to women, like, why I can't stop thinking about them and why I'm just lusting over them and so obsessed with them, like, everything about them. Like, I don't know, and I'm like... But I hate them. So get rid of them. Get them out of my mind. Like I don't want. I just don't want to exist. Because that's that's the torture. You know what I mean? And it's only re-emphasized by being alone. You know. But it gets to the point too. You know. I was dealing with that when I was married. So that doesn't mean anything. You know. You can be married and go through that. You know. And I did go through that being married. You know what I mean? Like I need this. I need that. I want chocolate. I want butterscotch, I want vanilla, I want strawberry, I want, you know, all these different flavors, you know, and so it's just like, now I get why Jesus went into the wilderness, fasted for 40 days and prayed, you know, I'm, I know it's worse in these times than it was back then because of our technology, but, um, yeah, it's tough existing right now, and, um, it's like dodgeball, man. I'm just trying to get in and out, you know, do my job, not make eye contact. I'm driving down the street, you know, the first look is is normal. Anything after that is a sin. And that's just the way I got to operate because that's how I was successful last year. You know, um, I just treated it like that at all times. You know what I mean? And yeah, it's kind of weird. You know, women probably... I think most women think that he's probably got a girlfriend, you know, even though I don't, they know I'm not married because I don't got a ring on my finger, but they're probably thinking, like, well, he's probably got a girlfriend. Some women don't care. Like they, they're used to that attention. And if you're the one that's not giving it to them, they're going to go extra hard to try to make sure that you give it to them because they feel like they deserve it because they're like, I'm that girl. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I know dudes love me because I got a million followers on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, I guys drool over me all all the time. You, you know, you you going you going to uh, respect me? You know what I mean? So, I've dealt with it all, you know. But um, <clears throat> the way to be successful, man, is I got to take those the first escape, and uh, so I'm always looking for the escape route. Whatever it is, fight, you know, fighting angry thoughts. Whatever whatever the sin is, I'm always looking for the first escape to not sin, and um, because we're gonna be judged on that, and um, um, make sure I don't like grumble under my breath, mumble, don't judge, um, don't um, co-sign anybody else's behavior for them judging or gossiping, and that's tough too because, um, you know, as people, you know, I think we try to get along with others and um so that that could be tough but then i just try to stay away from people you know what i mean as much as possible 
Uh, Lord, forgive me for all my sins in Jesus' name. And please cancel all demonic assignments against my life. Please, Lord, break off generational curses. And please help me to stay sin-free. In Jesus' name, amen.